Welcome to No Picks After Dark, Baltimore Sun's best podcast of 2020, voted by you, the listeners. No Picks After Dark seeks to build a community based on human experience, storytelling, and conversation. Now your host, Aaron Dante. Welcome to No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest. We are actually live in Mount Vernon Marketplace, but people, Midtown Baltimore, Mount Vernon. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And without further, without further ado, I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm not going to. This, this lady's crushing it right now. I look on social media. She's everywhere. Fish, fish, and more fish. Fresh fish. And I love it. I, I, I love it. And I'm down here right now because I'm like, you know what? I want to make this the season finale because this is something great. And this is something near and dear to my heart because it reminds me of spots in Baltimore back in the day we'll talk about. Yeah. Miss Kia, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you. Welcome to Mount Vernon Marketplace, Fishnet uh, Stall. We're one of the vendors here. So thank you so much for coming out. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out. It's your day. This is right before they open up. I mean, I'm looking at the menu right now. I'm looking at some... Tots and tentacles and crab dip. I'm hungry yes. as I don't know what right now. Yes. So uh, I appreciate you coming out. So let's, with, without further ado, tell your listeners about your spot. You're a black female business owner. Yes. Tell them what's up. Tell them, tell them a little so, bit about yourself. You know, Fishnet Restaurant, um, located in Mount Vernon Marketplace, is your spot for fresh uh, fish. So, you know, f- fish is one of the most sustainable proteins in the world. Um, I think it, someone says it, it takes less water to, to, you know, make fish than it does to make like one chicken. So um, fish is a wonderful protein. Um, we cook it fresh. Uh, we don't own a microwave or a freezer. We're just literally bringing the fish in by the tail, butchering it, uh, pulling out the bones and, and putting it out and cooking in small batches. So, you know, how things are prepared. Um, how you source them, they're all really, really important factors. And so we, we think about those things for our customers. That is so nice. I like that. No freezer. No freezer. That's fresh fish every day. Fresh fish, people. All right, so tell me about, are you from Baltimore? Like, I mean, where do you get this from? Are yeah. you from Baltimore? So I am from Baltimore. I grew, I was, uh, I grew up in Baltimore. Um, and a few years ago, so fi- the Fishnet brand has been around for nine years, um, believe it or not. I started this with my husband, um, who's from Istanbul, from the, uh, a water town off the, the coast of the Bosphorus. And so he grew up in a water town. I grew up in a water town, even though they were, you know, separated by ocean. <laughs> and so, you know, in water towns, you have these, this great seafood um, tradition and so he was like well I have a fish sandwich and I'm like well I have a fish sandwich too where I come from and so um, we, we merged those two concepts and fishnet was born and the original fishnet was located in College Park for about eight years um, we had a, a big restaurant there and then we had one in DC down the street from Howard University for several years HU HU <laughs> um, my alma mater and so, um, you know, we really did the big restaurant thing in the restaurant all the time for years. Um, but then we had kids and we were like, you know what? We love Fishnet and we need to scale it down a little bit so we can, you know, have some time in our life to be with our family. Um, but still do the, the best things from um, the menu that we created over the years. 
So what you what brought you back to Charm City? You mean you were in Chocolate City, DC? I was in Chocolate All right. City. Now you're back in Baltimore. Yeah. Charm City. What, what, what brought you back here? Baltimore is, we're in a beautiful moment in time in Baltimore, and you really have to be here to understand it. There's lots of creatives here, um, lots of small businesses, lots of diversity. Um, and so it's just a great time to be in Baltimore. In many ways, you know, it's it's almost like a renaissance of sorts. Um, so that's why we're here. And I, I wanted to bring you on because, I mean, you were doing your thing. I love reaching out to black female business owners. That's what it's about. That's what it really is about to me because it's all about learning and understanding because I see so many males, black males in business, but we never hear about black females doing the big thing out here. Yeah. I mean, what, what, how was that raising your family, entrepreneurs, how did that work out? Yeah, so, so um, my mom was an entrepreneur um, and I had entrepreneurs around me growing up. And so it really wasn't a, a stretch for me to want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I think the stretch is the, the industry that I chose because, you know, restaurants are notoriously difficult um, to, to maintain and sustain. And it's not for any fault of the proprietor. Like, it's just a tough business. You're dealing with perishables. You're dealing with, you know, large overhead sometimes. And so, you know, this is, this is one of the, the toughest industries. Um, and so to have been in it for nine years is just, I'm amazed half the time. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've learned a lot in my journey. So you talked about the original concept was from, was it your husband or you or you guys talking about his, his village? Yes. They were catching fish. Yes. And that's the original concept of a fish net. Yeah. So in, in Istanbul, um, the fish sandwich is called balak ekmek, which is literally fish and say bread. That, say that one more time. That was a lot. Balak ekmek. Balak, <laughs> fish, ekmek, bread. Okay. Right. Um, so it's fish and bread. And what, what the fishermen do is they literally catch the fish off of one side of the boat, grill it on the boat, and serve it off the other side of the boat. So... You know, that's their concept of fresh. And so we wanted to bring that concept of fresh here. Um, and so in Istanbul, you see everyone walking around with fish sandwiches. It's a street food, like, you know, a baguette is in France. Mm. Um, and so we brought that here, Americanized it a little bit. So, you know, we're going to have catfish fried with hot, with hot sauce, <laughs> which you don't find in Turkey. But <laughs> I will tell you, folks, I came here one night and... Um, she wasn't working. She had a day off, actually. <laughs> I spent $100 worth of food in here. I enjoyed myself. I brought everything, the catfish. I got the chops and tentacles. I got the, sorry, the fancy word, fried salmon croquette, <laughs> a.k.a. salmon, salmon, salmon burgers. Yes. All right. Um, amazing, amazing food. So being a female business owner, black female business owner, how was it dealing with business getting the loans and things of that nature. How did that work out with you? Yeah, so th this is where um, the team made a difference because, you know, unfortunately in this day and age, sometimes when I would walk into the room, they'd be like, really, ma'am, you're going to run a restaurant? Um, you know, you want how much money? Are you sure? And so lots of people have that um, experience, lots of women, black business owners. Um, and so for many years, my husband was the face of the restaurant. He was the head chef. I was just kind of behind the scenes, crunching numbers, managing staff, doing all the business aspects. Um, but, you know, that was a very um, intentional play because it just was really not happening, you know, um, with me as the face of the restaurant. And, you know, it's sad, but that's sometimes, you know, how, how the world works. But um, 
right now, you know, hey, it's, it's a new season. <laughs> it's a new, it's a new day and age, new day, new day. I will ask you, how has it been going on for your business uh, since the everything has been going on in the, in the world? Has business picked up? Yeah. Has people recognized? Because what I've been hearing is a lot of black businesses are booming right now. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, so that's what's happening. And, you know, I, I was um, just talking to, to someone saying that these have been the best four months in the restaurant business in my eight years in the restaurant business. And I think, um, you know, putting myself out there and showing, you know, that I'm a black female running this restaurant, a mom, uh, you know, a woman, and, you know, my head chef is a woman, an immigrant, like, we're killing it, right? And I think people are really being thoughtful about how they spend their money because they know that it makes a difference. Um, and so we've really been been booming for the past few months, which we're really thankful for. You know, I want to get to the point in the world where a black business is just a business, Meaning, like, if me and you go to Fridays or Shoney's or whatever it may be, we're going there. It's not something that we have. Let's go to a black business. Right. Let's go to a business. Let's go support the business, you know. And I wish that we can get to that point in the world to get that way, hopefully. Yeah, I, I do, too. And I think, you know, what we're experiencing is just the most recent iteration of that journey for, uh, for um, us as a people. And so... Um, you know, I hope that this is the thing that kind of moves the needle more. Um, but we'll, you know, time will will show. <laughs> so tell us how how did you get into this beautiful place called Mount Vernon Marketplace? Just go, people know from outside of Baltimore, it's like a food market, pretty much. It's like yeah. a, a cafe, like a where you can go and get any type of food you want. You can get, um, you know, you can get shrimp fried rice in one, one corner. You can get brown rice. Uh, you can get tacos you can get pizza you can get burgers you can get anything you want yeah it's like a food hall that's a new concept of things yeah how did you get in here because i think you're one of the only black businesses in here am i right or wrong about yeah, that yeah i mean pinch is um black owned as well okay. so it's it's just the two of us but um i you know i think um it was just knowing folks you know having friends kind of look out for me and say hey there's this opportunity um currently you know you can go online and literally send an email um and, and apply if you're interested. But I think, you know, for me, coming from my own brick and mortar restaurants where we had standalone restaurants, the food hall was the next step in the restaurant business because what we see is what was gonna eventually happen in the next 10 years anyway. Everyone's shifting towards delivery. Everyone really wants high quality food. They don't wanna sit down. They don't wanna spend a lot of time dealing with it. Um, so they want, you know, everyone wants everything. Um, and so this kind of smaller, tighter, online ordering um, model where people can pick up is really what's happening now in the food business. And so if you can shrink your space and your overhead, then you're winning. So what is the, so your concept of this coming in here, smaller footprint, probably less bills probably, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So then how did you market? Because I remember you and I spoke. You, yeah. One of the things you told me was big as marketing. Yeah. Go into that. Explain that a little bit. So, you know, I think there's this notion, especially in the food industry, um, that if you build it, that they'll come. Your food speaks for itself. And none of those things are true right now, right? You have to market. Um, you have to promote yourself. And I think um, if I could tell my younger restaurateur self one thing, it would be that, you know, triple your marketing budget um, and, you know, the rest will follow. So... 
I think um, that, you know, that's my advice to any small business owner. Just really spend your money in marketing. Um, that is not an optional thing. Because <laughs> I see a lot of businesses that they, they do fail marketing because they, they have a great product, but nobody knows about it. Exactly. I will give you an example I went to. I went to, um, to a millennial marketing firm. Cool. And I was like, oh, my podcast, you know how you think. I'm hot. I got, I got the best content. She said, you know what? You might have the best content. You might have the best stories in the world. But when I look online, it shows me nothing about you and your product. Wow. And it was a wake-up call because when you think you know what you're doing. Yeah. She's like, you know, you got to look at, these are people looking at, it's a, it's, a, it's a moment in time. People don't have time. They just want to see something real quick and look at it. And I learned how to change my whole marketing scheme and be on top of it and understand like, all right, this is what people like. People like pictures. People like, for you, food. They like looking at food. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. That's the first thing I look at. I'm hungry, you know? So I learned how to just adapt to it. Yeah. And you adapt. Like, I look at your your page. Your Instagram page be hot. I'm not <laughs> going to lie you. to you. I mean, Thank I'm look, you. I was looking at it last night. I'm like, man, this is really what it's all about. Yeah. And, you know, I'm telling, like, you know, my... My cousin who's here with me, he's like, man, we got, we're going to eat good today. We're going to yeah. have a nice little lunch here today and yeah. eat good. I said, but you eat with your eyes. You do. With food, you know? You do. And so I guess growing up in Baltimore, did you eat fish when you were growing up in Baltimore? Were you a seafood yes. person? Let's talk about the fish in Baltimore. Please do. Let's, let's okay, talk about let's Baltimore. Let's talk about Baltimore. So I, um, you know, I'm, I'm a kid of the 80s, 90s. And so back at that time, we had... The Roost, a.k.a. Lake Trout on Righteousstown Avenue. And this is not, the Roost have been around, you know, for years before that. It was around years after that. I'm talking about Doris Williams, The Roost. Mm. Um, you you know, she would always be in the kitchen with the hairnet on. And that's, you know, when the lines were around the corner. And I remember um, standing in line with my dad for Lake Trout, right? And you get three pieces of fish with the bones in it and some white bread, and you would just work it out. And that was the best fish. Like, those are my memories of, of fish. And then, of course, we had, you know, the fish fries and Sunday dinners and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, when you talk about fish in Baltimore, that's the memory that really stands out for me. I love that because I, when I grew up in Baltimore, I lived all the way out of Randallstown, Baltimore County. Mm -hmm. We used to drive all into the city just to get Lake Trout on Friday night. Of course you did. <laughs> People, y'all don't understand what she just explained to y'all about this lake trout. Okay, now you're going to probably ask what lake trout is, okay? <laughs> okay, so lake trout is actually whiting. All right, Let's all right. just put that out there. Good, good. Now we're going to go back to calling it lake trout. Because <laughs> I remember when my good friends came to town, I was like, where's our lake around Baltimore? <laughs> I'm like, there isn't. Stop there asking is questions. not a lake around Baltimore. Just go with it. Lake trout. Yes. But I remember how fresh that fish was. Yeah. And I remember people would wait two hours for some fish. Yes. And, you know, as I, um, we're about to do a, a tribute to Lake Trout, um, that Miss Doris Williams Lake Trout and that dish um, in early October. So definitely come out. We're going to fry it just the way with the white bread and the bones of the fish. So come out and, and try that. But, um, you know, I was talking to her, her supplier at the time and they told me that was fresh fish. This is line caught fish. This is not frozen fish coming in every day. Thousands of pounds of fish. <laughs> I never knew that. Yes, and so that was that was the thing that really caught me was that this was a high quality product, right? We think of whiting, frozen, farm raised. No, this was a high quality product coming from a local small business um, 
local fish company, you know, family owned in the area. So, I mean, lots of beautiful things about that story um, that we definitely want to tell. Um, you just, you, you just blew my mind right now. Yeah. That was fresh fish? That I was always fresh thought it was like fish. some fresh, some like frozen Murray's, something nope. like that. <laughs> Murray. That was fresh fish. Line caught. Wow. Yes. And she would, and every Friday night, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Wow. So freshness makes a difference. <laughs> you just, wow, listeners, you understand. This fish, back in the day, off the hook. Yeah. Fish net, Miss Kia spot. Off the hook. Yeah. Like I guess that I literally will, off the hook. This fish, her <laughs> fish down here is so good. Okay, so good. I mean, we, we, and we'll get into the menu. We'll get into uh-huh. the menu a little bit later. So you grew up. You now we, let's talk about. I see fried salmon croquette. That's yes. fancy. That's fancy for that's something else. Fancy. What, what's the? What is the? If I if I was growing up, what is that? Okay, so y'all remember y'all from Baltimore remember this salmon out the can. Mom put some onions and some green peppers. They may have been chopped big or chopped small. Put them together, fried them with some crackers and some mustard. And those salmon cakes were dinner for a lot of us. And so I remember those growing up. Um, they're, they're a Baltimore tradition, just like Cotty's for another you know, part of Baltimore is a, a Baltimore tradition. And so um, I wanted to take those salmon cakes, that, that concept, and instead of using the canned salmon, what we do, because we're butchering salmon in here, we literally use a fine dining technique where we scrape the meat off the bones. Um, and so you get that rich, um, fatty kind of belly content of the salmon. We bake it. We add, you know, our own special seasonings and mixtures. And we flash fry them with a little bit of panko, <laughs> which is a Japanese bread crust. So basically... All that stuff I said, it's a salmon cake. <laughs> That's fancy, right, folks? That's fancy. We had to call it croquette for the, the fanciness croquette, of Croquette. Because I was like, croquette? <laughs> what is a croquette? I mean, I get it. I get it. No, but I, I will tell you, I grew up on salmon cakes. Yes. I grew up on that. My mom made that every Sunday with some, uh-huh. sweet pota- with some potatoes and some onions and some eggs. And you yeah. just go to town on that. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I used to, my mom used to get the can. Exactly. And get the egg and mix it, put the egg in it, to keep it together. Yep. And then, you know, the onions and peppers. Yep. And man, some of them times they had the bone in it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes. Some, people love bones with fish. We take all the bones out the fish, except for this lake trout special that's coming up. It's going to have bones in it, but we debone all of our fish because that was the worst thing as a kid was bones. You're having a good experience. And all of a sudden you get a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't eat fish with bones anymore. I can't I know. Even front on that. I can't. So I guess from Fishnet, like when you when you started this, how long have you been here for? So we've been here at Mount Vernon Marketplace for about a year, um, and really, you know, enjoying it, and um, you know, just looking for um, you know opportunities to expand, kind of with this lean concept. So yeah. So when you first got in here. Were you like nervous or because you, you're like your new kid in the block in Baltimore? Yeah. How did you introduce your people? How do you introduce people to Baltimore Fishnet? Well, you know, we have a large following in the College Park area. And so what was amazing when we first got here, even to this day, some of our College Park regulars will still come down to Baltimore and see us. Um, and we did a pop-up just to kind of test the market at our house, kind of knocked it out the ballpark. So I was really excited about the Baltimore market. And, you know, we just trucked, you know, chugged along, turned out that good food consistently. Um, and, you know, the following just kind of organically grew. But 
when you're opening a new business, no matter, you know, if you have an established brand or not, it, it takes a little time to get it going. Now, tell me like a, a feel-good story, like about how the community, Mount Vernon area, this area, the, the vendors in here have embraced your concept, your company. How, the, how has it? Any so, yeah, I had this wonderful experience the other day. Um, my phone rang, and um, someone called, and they were like, can I speak to the manager or the owner? I said, yes, this is she. You know, I'm waiting for the, you know, I had too much salt on my fries, or you know, because people <laughs> do that. Right. Not everyone, but people call and kind of voice their complaints but I had this customer call and say we just wanted to let you know that our food was so good our experience was so great and we want to call and tell you that and I go you know that's so wonderful and you know thank you so much for doing that because no one ever does that so I would you know just encourage those of you who hear this that if there's a small business local business that you love that you like even, call them and give them a compliment sometimes because a lot of times this is thankless work and we only hear from the people who are, you know, unhappy, maybe with their lives, but, you know, at that, at that date with your dish. I get it. I get it. So now was your mom, dad, somebody in your family entrepreneurs growing up? And did you always know you wanted to work for yourself? You didn't want to work for anybody else? Yeah. So um, my mom was an entrepreneur, um, but the, the person who really kind of helped me get into food was my husband. My husband um, is a wonderful chef, like wonderful chef. And as, as a matter of fact, the fact that he cooks for our family um, and our girls and saves his best dishes for us is just something very, very special. But um, he's a wonderful chef. Uh, I learned a lot from my mother-in-law. It's been you know, hours in the kitchen with her, and she's from, you know, a small village town in Turkey with these slow cooking techniques. Um, so I learned a lot about cooking and restaurant um, food and, and, and technique from them. Um, my, my family, they were all career women, so, you know, they, they showed me the business part, um, mm. and that's why I was so capable um, in the business aspect of it. Um, but, yeah, the, the cooking part came from from my husband's family. Okay, okay. So, all right, so we're going to talk about, a little bit about him. What is his signature dish when you guys are home? Uh-huh. The family. What's, your, what's the signature dish that he, he makes for you guys? Yeah, so he um, makes this beautiful, um, they're called blistered shishito peppers. Mm. And so, yes, this is the type of stuff we're eating at home, y'all. I know. So blistered shishito peppers, um, which is just a beautiful, you know, Japanese pepper um, done on, on the stove. And they're, they're really tasty. Another thing that he just made us that was um, wonderful was a tomato bisque from uh, end-of-the-season tomatoes from the farmer's market. So I'm, I'm sorry, these are, you know, I think this is the peak of the season or something. So, you know, got all these tomatoes, made a homemade stock, you know, made the, the bisque, and literally just this beautiful thing. <laughs> all right, so I'm not going to let you off the hook now. Yeah. What is your dish? Yeah. See, so. see, we got, we can, we got, we got it. We can't let you off the hook. Come so on. So I now. can, I can read a recipe really good, <laughs> right? Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> and so my kids and I, we do make um, homemade biscuits. Okay. So okay. that's my contribution to the world. That's what's up. From a recipe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, hey, listen, listen. I get it. I get it. So, what do you think this was your calling in life? Yeah. You know, I, I think um, it, this is 
this is something that I'm doing right now. Like I love the restaurant business. Um, I love it because I think food is such a platform for other things. You get to share culture, communicate with someone. Um, it's just such a beautiful platform for communication. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think um, I have been called to be in it for this period of my life, but I don't know that I'll always be in it. It is a very difficult business, you know. <laughs> it is, it is. But yeah, you, you, you're going strong nine years. Yeah. It's nine years. Yeah. So, as a black entrepreneur, what type of tips would you give another person out there starting out a business? What would you say to like somebody who's like, hey, I'm just, I want to start a, I want to be, I, I make the best cheese stick subs, I make the best burgers, I make the best ribs. You've been in the game. What yeah. things, have, what things that, that people are not telling other people that you would give advice to? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's one thing to be in your kitchen and be like, this is amazing. It's a whole nother thing to make a thousand of them amazing, right? <laughs> On a consistent basis and still have a life, right? So I just think that there's a business side to things um, and there's a passion side to things. And if you are missing either the business or the passion, just find someone to supplement, you know, where you're, your weekend and make sure um, you know, you don't have to know everything, but you just have to know what you're not good at <laughs> and hire, to, uh, hire accordingly. Because <laughs> no, I, I, I hear so many people who, you know, they, they're making dinners at home and they sell them on, sell them on Instagram and Facebook and things of that nature. And then they always talk about how they want to start a business. And I'm like, you know, you need a business plan. You understand what's out there. What's the cost? Yeah. Are you selling this? Are you buying this at the right cost? You know, the retail, things of that nature. So I know. I mean, and I think that. If you're making money, you know, if you're making dinners at your house, selling them on Instagram, and you're making a profit doing that, keep doing it, right? right. Because I think what what the what success means is different for everyone. For me, what success means is that my net profits are positive, right? right, right. <laughs> and so that means I could have a budget of a half a billion, or I could have a budget of twenty thousand what's my net look like so that that's my idea of a successful business for some you know it's just having a place but if you're spending all your time at that place if you're losing all your money in that place are you really successful so I think you know people have to really be clear about what it is that they want and also if they're doing something that's making them money be happy doing that now, when you first started, were you working like seven days a week or hard now to compare it to right now? Are you still, what is like, have you figured out that work-life balance? Yeah, so that's really hard to get in the restaurant business. In the early days, you know, we'd be at the bar having parties, you know, like every, everyone hanging out. At, I mean, it was it was fun to be 20-something and have your own bar. Like, let, <laughs> that was, those were good times. That's, that's, that sounds like amazing time. Yeah, but, you know. Get, spending 70 hours a week in the restaurant gets old, you know, after a few years. And, and not having time with your family, missing holidays because you're in the restaurant, that gets old after a while. So, yeah, back in the day, uh, it was, you know, all restaurant all the time. But right now, I'm probably here like 30, 40 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. So, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, so when COVID hit, you and I talked about this briefly. Mm hmm how did you adjust to the climate? Because you because you talked about your takeout took off. Yes. How did that like? I mean, because things are starting to get a little bit more restrictive. Now, like unrestricted now. I mean, you can come in. More people can come into restaurants and stuff like that. How did you figure out how to work out the whole takeout and the apps and all that stuff? How did you navigate your way? Because I feel like some restaurants never got it. Yeah, I mean. We were really big on technology. 
I think, you know, being in the business a long, a long time at this point, I understood that technology was the name of the game still, and innovation is the name of the game. So if there's a faster cooking technique um, that, you know, doesn't cause any trans fat, <laughs> if there's a better, you know, technology that gets the orders in, we were pivoting to it. So we had made some of those pivots prior to COVID and just doubled down on those technology investments. And so we have online ordering, which is great right now. Um, we had some bumps in the road early on, you know, in March, April, and people definitely told us about ourselves, but we, we got it, you know, worked out um, since then. So, how, so now we're about to go into the fall season. <clears throat> um, summer, people are back, people are starting to come back to the business office downtown. Mm -hmm. um, are you still seeing a little pickup now of business and things of that nature? Um, you know, we do a social distance catering. So for folks who want to go back to the office um, and want to, you know, give that catered lunch, we can't do buffets anymore. <laughs> so we do some prepackaged, you know, individualized meals for everyone in the office. So um, that's an area um, that, that we've seen some increase in in business. Um, but, you know, kids are not in school, so it's, it looks a little bit like it, it looked in July, um, okay. which is still really good because, I, as I said, these have been really great months for us. So. That, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. So um, we're going to do a quick rapid fire. Okay. A rapid fire, all right? Best crab cake in Baltimore. If I could serve crab cakes, it could be mine. <laughs> but since I don't here, just wait for it, though. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, oh, uh, what is the Harford Road restaurant? Coco's. Yes, Coco's. Okay. Let's go with um, the best oysters. Best oyster. I got to give a shout out to local oyster down here at the marketplace. That local oyster is good. I do like local oyster. Yes. Best burger. Best Burger, another marketplace shout out between two buns. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Keep it in the family. You keep it in the family. Keep it right here. Best brunch. Best brunch. I'd have to say my house. <laughs> uh oh, what's on the menu? What's on the menu? Um, we, we got like, you know, the fresh made pancakes from scratch and, you know, some farmer's market turkey sausage and farm raised eggs. So. Mm, okay. <laughs> now, Chicken wings, drums or flats? Drums. Okay. What well, now? Everybody gets that. That's a, that's a big controversial right there because <laughs> some like drums, some like flats. All right. Here's the other question: blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese okay. all day. Okay. All day. Okay. Hey, I gotta make sure you are. <laughs> I had somebody said ranch is a ranch. I know. I said ranch. No. I'm like ranch. <laughs> no, ranch. I'm going blow wings. <laughs> Favorite place to go on vacation? Favorite place to go: Virginia Beach. Okay. What inspires you every day? My children, they inspire me every day. They're five and three, and uh, they, they make it real for me. What's the best advice you've ever received? Um, the best advice I ever received is that um, to be present and enjoy where you are. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so last major question. When we eat today, what is the signature dish, fishnet? The signature dish of fishnet right now is like fish and chips. That's our thing. Wild uh, hake, a.k.a. steak fish. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> that's another, that's another <laughs> bottle of our wine, steak fish. <laughs> but it, also known as hake. Um, so wild hake over hand-cut fries. Um, but we're also going to talk about that Baltimore bomber because I saw that. that. Okay, so it's fried fish, Ooh. cheese, onions, lettuce, and then a homemade lemon dill mayo. See, that's the part where we elevate it, where we, you know, are making a sauce from dill, and it's just everything you want in a fish sub. Let's rewind that. Hold on. The fish bomber. Hold up. What's, what is that? It's called the Baltimore bomber. And I'll tell you where it came from. Okay. I went to the corner store one day because you still got to support the corner store. Right, 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 right. right. And <laughs> they had a cheese fish on the menu. I I've like, seen let me, that. Let me try the cheese right, fish. Right, right. And, you know, although the ingredients weren't quite where I liked them, there was something good about it, you know. Right. And so I was like, well, let me, let me you know, elevate this a little bit so we got the wild fish and the the sharp cheese and the lettuce and the onions and the homemade lemon dill so same idea just so but it's not fish filet oh no it's hand cut (laughs) fish wild fish hey i'd ask the question i'd ask you know know people are like it's not like fish filet right there nah (laughs) hadn't seen a freezer there ain't no freezer ain't no freezer here but i mean let's wrap it up in in a big bow because i really am inspired by what you're doing every day I'm really impressed with what's going on. I'm so happy for Fishnet. I'm happy for the success you guys are doing. And I just love that I wanted to finish Black to Business with your company. Thank you. Because you guys are bringing it home, and I love what you're doing. I love everything I see on social media. When I got my food, I mean, I tore it up. I was... (laughs) But, I mean, it's all good. But, like I said, I love your food. I mean, where can we find you on social media? This is time for you to plug. Where can we find you? We need to find you. Yes. So our website is eatfishnet.com, eatfishnet.com, and you literally can order online. Schedule your order. Come in and pick it up. We're on several delivery apps, um, but pickup is better if you can. It more goes to the small business. Um, And then also on Instagram at eatfishnet. And Facebook, too. Folks, you you heard it. You heard it here first. I mean, we're going to... Continue the interview. We're going to finish it up and close it up, but we're going to have pictures of what me and my cousin Nick, we're about to eat, get our eat on and enjoy ourselves. But again, thank you so much, Ms. Kia. Is there any lasting words? I mean, you did bring one thing I want to shout out to, steak fish. <laughs> shout out um, to steak if fish. Anybody, if you're from Baltimore, there, it's called steak fish. It's just called steak fish. My, my dad says, go to the market, go get five pounds of steak fish. <laughs> it is what it is, folks. And if someone looks at you sideways, say, hey, it's the but same they, thing. Nine times out of ten, they're going to say, they're going to know what you're talking about. Yes, they will. <laughs> and then on that note, folks, again, thank you so much for listening to Black the Basic Season finale. This has been an amazing time. Come check out Fishnet, eatfishnet.com. Come see Miss Kia. She may or may not be here. She's only 40 hours a week. So you got to catch it when you catch it. And your, and your hours, the hours again. What hours here? <laughs> they're Tuesday through... Sunday, 12 to 8. Okay, 12 to 8, folks. So don't be, don't be coming here calling at 745 trying to get a meal. The, fr- the fryer shut off at 730, okay? That's, you know what I'm talking about. We'll still serve you. On that note, thanks, and we're out.